one of the responsibilities on my job description is community involvement. They didn't want me to just sit in an office and uh, and all that. Certainly, office time is important. Absolutely, mm-hmm. study time not to take away from that at all. But they freed up my schedule in other areas to make that possible. I don't preach Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Teach a class Sunday morning. Teach a class Wednesday night. I've got a reduced emphasis in that area, right. uh, and which frees up some time to be involved in the community. That was a foundational thing. The vision of our shepherds here: look, we want uh, we want connection in the community and to involve our members in that as well. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast, sir. I'm excited to get to have this conversation with you about community involvement and how our churches might be able to grow in that process. But before we get all to that, um, would you be willing to tell us a little bit about how long you've been in ministry, sort of what you're doing these days, where you are these days? Help us get to know the man, the myth, and the legend, Russ King. <laughs> It's it's an honor to be with you, Kevin. I'm really enjoying your podcast and Thanks, sir. exposure to the the different uh, speakers that you've had have been a real blessing to me. Of course, uh, I hold you and your family in, in just the highest regard. Uh, I've been in ministry for 42 years and actually uh, launched from here. Uh, yeah, this is the church that uh, where where we led from and where I was. I felt called to ministry was in youth ministry for 14 years, four years in the Panhandle of Florida, and then in Bowling Green, Kentucky for 10. We moved to Nashville in 94, where I preached for the Rural Hill Church of Christ for 16 and a half years. And then a little over 10 years ago, we were invited back to our home congregation, yeah. Allison, here in Nashville. Uh, it's the church where I was um, baptized, mm-hmm. uh, where I went to church camp, where I was married. And uh, now to come back home, it's a, it's been a wonderful blessing to walk at the end of life with those who walked with me on the front end of mine. Yeah, so just a just a wonderful blessing. And of course, uh, seeing your mom and dad, and your uh, some of your family members, your brother and sister in law, mm-hmm. and uh, niece and nephew, it's just a great blessing. Yeah. You have uh, you have the great distinction, right? Or at least this is what you've said about yourself. You had the great distinction of having many of the rules at church camp created because of things you did. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you told me there would be no gotcha question <laughs> on this, so I might have to plead the fear. Yeah, but, you, you didn't know that I'd roast you right out of the gate here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right out of the gate. But I'll tell you, church camp had tremendous impact on my life, uh, women of faith that I still hold dear. And uh, as the Lord uh, redeems uh, brokenness and uh, imperfections, uh, he went on to use Donna and me to help establish church camps in a couple of different congregations, a couple of different states. And uh, so it's, it's been a a wonderful journey. Yeah. Yeah. well, my, my mother-in-law, who recently passed, uh, I told some of the other staff members, 
Now, he's not a bad boy. He's just mischievous. <laughs> and he gets caught at everything he does. So that wasn't That's, good, that's good, though. If you're going to be bad at one thing, making mischief is a good thing to be bad at. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Camp is consistently one of the fondest memories I have of growing up at up at Donaldson. Interesting too that you that we talk about camp for a little bit because my very first camp counselor is the guy that I am now working with day in and day out, Mark yes. Adams. Yes. It's it's been fun. He and I will joke about just some of the things that you know, that he remembers telling us when he was a counselor and he's like, oh man. <laughs> Yeah. I was way off. Yeah, we were talking about yeah, just, just some Bible study stuff. He was in high school. You know, we were in middle school. And it's been really funny to see him think, oh, man, you know, wow, I really missed the mark <laughs> on some of this stuff. It is so funny. Well, Mark, of course, I hold him in, in the highest regard as well. And I had the opportunity to uh, uh, to teach Mark in uh, high school. And I've worked at Arden Christian School. Mm-hmm. And when we had a talent show, he came out playing the electric guitar in leather pants. <laughs> like, fainted. I, I thought we were gonna. Ha- I was gonna have to get oxygen. I mean, he just walked out there like Mister Cool, and, which he is, you know. It, but it yeah. Mark in leather pants playing guitar. Uh, it's there. You go. I'm, I'm gonna have to ask him to preach sometime in those leather pants. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> So that's the detail I was waiting for because I think I'd heard that story before, but I was I was waiting for that detail. The the oh, yeah. pants they really sell the whole picture. It uh, it was quite the shock, but he yeah. did a great job, of course. Yeah, one of the nice things about being able to get back to Donaldson is like what you said, um, getting to see family. And you mentioned my mom and my oldest brother are are both there. Uh, my mom and my dad and my oldest brother are both there. At Donaldson, it has been really interesting going back to Donaldson and hearing some of the kinds of things that y'all have gotten involved in over the last several years. And I know you and I have talked briefly about this at other times and other venues, but uh, one thing that I found truly inspirational, and I mean that in sort of the technical sense, that based on what y'all were doing. You know, the church that I and another guy were working at, uh, we kind of part-time co-ministers up in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. We were looking for a way to really invest. And and even though church has been there for a few decades, we were really wanting to settle into that community and, um, and really kind of enmesh ourselves with that community. One thing that we ended up doing was inspired by something that Donaldson has been doing for a few years now. We adopted a local elementary school. Mm. Now with the size dynamics of our church and what resources we had to offer, it necessarily looked a little different from what I think Donaldson does. Of course. But can you describe for us, because this is, this is what I wanted to get into today. Can you describe the process that Donaldson went through that eventually led to y'all partnering with this local public elementary school that's uh, just down the street from y'all? Well, I'd love to. And uh, before I forget, I just want to say I think it's appropriate uh, that we partnered with the school because your family has a a heritage, a tradition in education. Mm -hmm. Even your grandmother 
was the librarian where I went to high school. Oh, I, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. middle school anyway. Um, so uh, I was actually the, the impetus of this, Kevin, was the, the vision of the shepherds here. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they met with me to, to pray about and bring us on 10 years ago, one of the responsibilities on my job description is community involvement. Hmm. They didn't want me to just sit in an office and, uh, and all that. Certainly office time's important. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Study time, not to take away from that at all. But they freed up my schedule in other areas to make that possible. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I don't preach Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, teach a class Sunday morning, teach a class Wednesday night. I've got a reduced um, emphasis in that area, right. uh, and which frees up some time to be involved in the community. And that so, doesn't necessarily mean reduced workload because they no. want you to be working in other areas. Oh, right? oh, exactly. Yes. Yes. It's just a matter of where you put your hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, that, that was a foundational thing. The vision of our shepherds here, look, we want to, we want connection in the community and to involve our members in that as well. Uh, at the same time, the church was uh, had just completed a capital campaign to um, build an addition, a connector between, anyway, a, a, a physical addition. And part of the commitment they made to that is they were going to dedicate the first 10% of money received to local community outreach. Okay. They call that the first fruits fund. Yeah. And so... They said, look, we don't want to build a building that's just going to be for us. In fact, we want the structure itself, uh, the facility, the campus to be available in the community. But we also want to, we're going to commit 10% of that money. Well, uh, when you do the math on that, if you've got a million dollar addition, that adds up to some money. Yeah. And so they appointed a committee of men and women and uh, of varying ages to receive ideas on what to do with what they called the first fruits fund. Mm-hmm. They stood before the church and said, turn in your ideas to this committee. Uh, the committee, I think did have an elder on it, but it was not elder comprised. Right. Or various uh, folks represented. Mm-hmm. Turn in your ideas and we'll receive those and pray about them and see what direction to go. Well, I turned in an idea that I thought was great. Um, we need to take out a billboard across from the off uh, the church on Lebanon Road and point Donaldson, you know. That's a slam dunk. <laughs> and they uh, they were very kind. So that's nice. No, not right. <laughs> one of the one of the um, ideas that rose from that committee is, hey, let's partner with an elementary school. At the time, the executive director of um, a community group called Pencil Foundation. She was the executive director, one of our members. She since mm-hmm. retired from that. But that seemed to be a natural fit. Plus, we have a lot of people involved in our congregation in all levels of education. Yeah. Uh, homeschool, public school, private school, mm-hmm. and, and all ages. So that was uh, decided. We want that to be a focus of community outreach and the school a specific focus. Uh, and so... That was, I believe, in uh, August when that decision was made, August mm-hmm. of 2011. 
we had just had our annual backpack drive, school backpack drive, which we took um, to an inner city connection uh, downtown. And so I called the person in charge of that and said, hey, um, how many backpacks do we normally have for that? Uh, she said, we need 80. Well, we had the, we'd collected 110 that year. Okay, great. And so <clears throat> once I had my margin order, orders on connecting with the school, uh, I went to the local elementary school and uh, met the principal uh, who was in shorts, T-shirt, and painting the hallway. Can I ask? Uh, yeah, but because that that is a good story too. I want to get back to that. But how did you pitch meeting with the principal? Did you say, "Hey, I'm I from this church. Up. We want to do these things." You just showed up. I just showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I just wow. showed up. All right. Okay. Then, now it was before school. Sure. Uh, yeah. Started. It was mm-hmm. in. It was before the sessions had started. I would never show up the first right, week. Right, yeah. <laughs> can't can't okay. get in the door these days, yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't know his name or anything, so we showed up, and I said, I'm, I'm Russ King from Donaldson Church of Christ, and uh, we'd like to, to help with your school. And he kind of smiled in a knowing, uh, skeptical way, like, okay. I said, so I'd like to set up a time to meet with you. He said, well, come on in right now. So I walked in with him, uh, Don McAllister, and I think maybe someone else from church was with me. Mm-hmm. We sat down and, and he introduced himself. And I said, well, we'd like to know what your needs are. And he sat back in his chair and smiled. And he said, uh, well, we could use some backpacks for our students. We could use some encouragement for our teachers. He kicked off five or six things. Yeah. And we smiled and, and uh, said, okay, well, thank you. We'll be, we'll be back in touch with you. So he said, okay, the meeting lasted 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. We didn't, did not want to overstay. Yeah. He did not know that a few days earlier we'd had our backpack drive. Mm-hmm. So when I called our members said, how many do you need? She said, 80, we had 30 left over. Yeah. So I loaded them in the trunk of my car and went back. When I came back, he was like, what are you doing? I said, you said you needed some backpacks. He said, yeah. I opened up my trunk. I said, well, I've got 30 for you. His mouth fell open. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Suddenly these guys mean business. That, in fact, that's what he said. He said, uh, you mean business, don't you? I said, yes, we did. And so in his shorts and T-shirt, he helped me unload 30 backpacks. And that was the beginning of a great, uh, great connection. Yeah. And I also invited him. I said, uh, uh, Dr. Marzak, would, would you, we'd love to invite you to worship this coming Sunday. We, we pray over the schools and the teachers uh, at the beginning of the year. And we, we, no pressure, but would love for you to be our guest. Yeah. He said, I'll be glad to under one condition. I said, what's that? He said, if I can say something. (laughs) Okay. I don't know this guy. (laughs) I've talked to him 30 minutes about his background. Anything. Suddenly you're on Facebook looking like, all right, does this guy go? I said, okay, man. And that was a step of faith. uh, Trust my elders would not fire me. So (laughs) (laughs) being, And to being here, Kevin, when he got up 
he spoke three minutes. We should have just shut it down and had the invitation song and called it a day because it was in incredible. Uh, he stood up and thanked us and all that. And he said, what a blessing it was and that, uh, that 84% of their students were on free and reduced lunch. And yeah. Some of them didn't have backpacks. He said, and I want to tell you a story. And he said, it happened just this week. Um, uh, he said, a man uh, and his wife came in and uh, the guy explained that he'd been in prison and just been released. And he was reunited with his family and he was going to do it right this time. And he said, but, uh, but sir, I don't, I don't have supplies for my children to come to school. And, and uh, Dr. Marzak shared with our church that he was affirming to the man. And he said, you don't have to worry about that. And he reached behind his desk and pulled out two backpacks from our church and set them down in front of the guy and said, we, we can take care of that. Yeah. Well, man, you're talking about tears in the eyes. Uh, yeah, that, that was just affirmation from the Lord. Uh, so that began the relationship. And uh, one of our uh, visitors at, in worship wasn't even a member here said, hey, I've got a connection with uh, a shoe company. They might be willing to help give shoes to every kid in the school. So we got a pair of new shoes for every all 300 students. Wow. in this. Uh, We had uh, another member. Um, longtime member here, uh, uh, James Hooper. You, I'm sure you remember mm -hmm. the Hooper. Yeah. Uh, he is a retired educator, retired elementary principal. He said, Russ, if we'd like to line up tutors, they mentioned tutoring, I'll coordinate that. So it, it pulled him into a level of involvement that was just so neat. Mm -hmm. um, and so we've continued. The tutoring situation has faded because of uh, school requirements and scheduling yeah. and all that stuff. But some of the things that we've done through the years is we, we buy the sketch pads for the art class. We buy the little recorders, the flute things for mm -hmm. the music class. Uh, because a lot of times teachers are buying those things out of their pocket. Right. Um, we also have a teacher appreciation lunch once a year. In fact, we did that just last week. Mm -hmm. where, uh, we cater lunch in. Uh, and the teachers are just so appreciative. We honor the teacher of the year. And the, what we do there is I connect with one of the local hotels and tell them what we're doing and ask, would they be willing to give a complimentary stay uh, for the teacher of the year? And so went by the Hilton and they gave us a, a complimentary stay for the teacher of the year and her husband. Yeah. Um, and, and then with that, we also buy little gift card to a local restaurant, not a chain, not against mm -hmm. chains, but want to support the local yeah. and flowers. And so we took that uh, last week to the teacher of the year. Um, teachers, Kevin, as you know, they work so tirelessly and are often so underappreciated. So that, that's mm -hmm. a cool thing. We also uh, connect with uh, Christmas gifts for about 14 different families. Mm -hmm. um, before covid uh, hit, we were having a monthly community dinner and the school would send an automated recording to invite the families, any of the families and the teachers to dinner. We'd have about 50 people show up for that. Uh, and also here, here's something important because now we're on our seventh or eighth principal 
at that elementary school. It's kind of a, a turnover there as folks get their legs under them and they usually launch to sure. yeah. Is I try to get over there and meet that principal the first week and uh, just introduce ourselves. I usually take a gift of some kind, welcome to the area and we're right down the street and if we can help. So what's happened as a result of that is whenever they have a, a need, they feel comfortable calling us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they know that, that we love them now. We've been in connection now for a decade and, we, and they know that we love them and that we're available. Uh, so one of the things we do with the backpacks though, which is different from a lot of places, it's been a great blessing, is we actually take the supplies to the school on preview night. Mm-hmm. We have them displayed in the gym we give the teachers a little certificate that they give to the families. So in other words, the deal is to get the kids and their families to meet the teachers. Mm-hmm. So they come to this preview night and they can't go get school supplies unless they have the free coupon. They get the free coupon from the teacher. So they go and meet the teachers like and that. they come to the gym. Well, that's been such a blessing instead of having it here at our church parking lot. And I'll tell you why. Because there are dozens of people that will go to the school that would feel uncomfortable coming to our church parking lot. Sure. Yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah. We serve a, a racial, racially diverse uh, community, also a religiously diverse community. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, Muslims that will come through the school that would not feel comfortable. Sure. In each backpack, we have a little, you know, paper or something about the church, inviting them, letting them know about our help center and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that thing has evolved to a great, great way to do it because a number of our members are involved in that way. We'll have the backpack drive on a Sunday, then we'll have lunch, and then that afternoon we'll take all of those supplies from the building to the school, we'll have moms, dads, kids, teenagers, college students, singles, all involved. Mm-hmm. We get that thing set up. And so our members see from pew to school in the same day. Yeah. And then uh, we lay the backpacks out and we lay the school supplies. We don't prepack the backpacks. And here's another reason why. We want the kids and their families to feel empowered. Mm-hmm. They choose, I want that backpack. I want that one with Batman. Oh, <laughs> I want the one with Star Wars. Yeah. I yeah. think you're a Star Wars guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's kind of been a cool way to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then the night of preview night, our members are around and actually escort the people through and kind of connect. It's been really yeah. positive. You mentioned the involvement of the people there from Donaldson. One question that i wrote down and if you've seen me looking down occasionally i am taking notes on uh, kind of what oh, we've wow. been talking about yeah. um how have you seen or heard members there at donaldson grow because of this partnership is there like, what kind of stories are you hearing from your members about hey i had this neat experience had this thing happened what kind of stuff are you hearing well that's been altered the last couple of years, honestly, mm-hmm. because of uh, COVID. 
because of restrictions and they changed the schedule. So we no longer have tutors uh, in that situation. Okay. Our, our interaction is really kind of um, not so much on the one-on-one like it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, I will say that we've established relationships from previous years that continue to, to this day. That's good. Uh, for instance, with our community dinner, they're invited to our community dinner. Uh, a number of folks have been coming to that through the years. Many single moms with children. Mm-hmm. And they'll just say, oh, thank you so much for doing that. Oh, uh, another thing our children's ministry staff did back at the start of the school year, school is not in session yet, but they put word out that, hey, we'll provide pizza for your family. So we had a bunch of pizzas up in front of the school. It was a no contact kind of deal. Oh, children's cool. ministry staff was there. Yeah. Folks would drive by and we'd say, hey, how you doing? And give them a, a pizza. And one lady said, are you are you the church that gives the school supplies? And we said, yes, ma'am. And she said, I just can't tell you what a blessing that was to us. So anyway, the different folks would come to dinner and would stay for our ESM mm-hmm. classes. Um, as a result of that, one or two folks were baptized. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of those that was baptized I'm doing her wedding next month. Wow. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not, uh, it's not baptisms by the dozens. It's just Mm -hmm. you, Uh, but it's, it's been a really uh, a good thing. Um, And so we have some ongoing connections there and and such appreciation from the, the parents and from the teachers who say, yeah, you love it. Your church loves us so well. Mm-hmm. And we, we say, well, we, that's because the Lord loves us and loves you too. And so, you know, it's not a hard, hard press. Right. It's trying to be soft and light. Yeah. It's trying yeah. to, scripture talks about do good to all, especially the household of faith. Mm-hmm. And, and so for our own members, Kevin, which was your question, there's been a sense of, uh, appreciation for what we have, mm-hmm. what we take for granted. There's been uh, a giving spirit of helping to meet the needs of others. Mm-hmm. There's been um, a looking through the eyes of love and, uh, and, and equality, not a condescending yeah. patriarchal, let me do this for you. Aren't you so lucky to have us in your life? Right. Yeah. It's not like that. It's, it's a, uh, hugging and embracing and uh hey we're we're together in this yeah that's good it it really seems like it's a a very practical way to dig into a mission field that is one that you can regularly maintain contact with it's a good thing right for churches in the u.s or other affluent areas to sponsor congregations or missionaries overseas somewhere. That's a good thing. And those partnerships can flourish. Absolutely. But it is all too easy to lose contact. It is all too easy to forget that really the point of that partnership isn't just, Hey, we're going to bankroll your, your stuff. Exactly. The part, the, the point of that partnership is really inclusion and to have a, have a thing down the street there. 
that school's what a mile down the street or so from yes. y'all. Yes. It's I can imagine that it, it with such proximity that it is easier to to be included or to include them with uh, with the kinds of things that y'all are doing and to include your members in that as well. That's exactly right. Well, we um, we invite them whenever we have on-site uh, children's activities like a, a fall festival or mm-hmm. a spring gathering or something like that. Our connection with the school is such that they feel comfortable letting their families know about that. Yeah. And um, we're, we're aware and we want, uh, we're aware that, what they call the separation of church and state. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're in touch with that, but it's very clear who we are and what we're about. Yeah. And, uh, and so there, it's not a compromise um, at, at all in that way. Uh, a number of us recently went to a uh, celebration at a transitional house, uh, a ladies transitional house of people coming from prison mm-hmm. and uh and as we were there and interacting, there's a lady walked up and, and she said, you're from the Donaldson Church Christ, right? And I said, yeah. She said, well, I used to teach at McGavick Elementary. And wow. she said, y'all did so much for us. I just can't tell you how much that means. Well, you can't, you can't get that kind of emotion from a billboard. <laughs> <laughs> Which underscores, which underscores the blessing of listening to other people and realizing our ideas are not always the best. And yeah, and so you're right. It raises a congregational awareness mm-hmm. that missions is not just overseas. It's not just in Central America or India or Africa, but it's right down the street. Yeah. One complaint if it's fair to describe it as a complaint, one complaint I sometimes hear about churches spending, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on foreign missions is, man, isn't there, isn't there a lot of good that we could do here? And the, and the answer is, yeah, it's not really an either or, right? It's not either them or these folks down the street. Exactly. It really can be both. And it should. And if you do it well, I think you can afford, in a literal sense, and also figurative too, I think you can afford to dream bigger than maybe a billboard or something like yes, that. Maybe sometimes exactly. you dream too small. I think you're exactly right, Kevin. It's, it doesn't have to be either or. The both and model mm-hmm. times very well. Because uh, this Sunday, we are having an offering for our global missions. Yeah efforts mm-hmm. but in leading up to that last sunday we talked about look you and i are missionaries as we're praying for our our missionaries in uh, in greece and in colombia in dominican republic let's also pray for ourselves because right next door is a mission field as well and mm-hmm. so actually i think supports that and helps it yeah so it's interesting that you mention the upcoming global missions at the time of at the time of recording. That's going to be upcoming, uh, probably when this is, episode is published. It it will have come and gone. Yes, but I am uh, later today. Again, at the time of recording, later today, I'm going to be talking with a missionary that Donaldson sponsored for a long time, Alan Howell. We're going to be on the phone uh, talking about some things. Alan is now 
Uh, he and his family are now uh, missionaries and residents at Harding University. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure how long his uh, contract is for to be there. But what's interesting is that the, the sponsorship that y'all, uh, and I'm not sure if Donaldson worked with another congregation or not, but I know at least Donaldson served to, served a major part of their sponsorship. He, yeah, because of what y'all did there, you not only blessed you know, folks uh, there where they were, Mozambique. In, in Mozambique, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, now that work that y'all did partnering with the Howells has now empowered and equipped the Howells to turn around and now give back to future missionaries and future mission students who will then go and do, do more kinds of things like this, whether they end up spending a decade or so in places like Mozambique or whether they end up partnering with local congregations to do the kinds of things that y'all are doing that emphasis however long ago that was i think i was in high school yeah 2000 2004 so some somewhere in that range, early 2000s yes, yes that is still bearing fruit and it's absolutely a beautiful thing to see just kind of how the gospel has continued to roll along and uh, and and work through that has folks. been fantastic alan and rachel howe are like to me modern day Pauls. Mm-hmm. I mean, their impact is just significant. They're, they're some of the finest people. And to call them our brothers and sisters is great. And hats off to our mission committee, uh, Kevin, because for years they've, they've invested instead of uh, scattered little bits here and there and everywhere, they focused on just a handful of things and tried to do that well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, our current middle school minister, Christy Shockley Beto was our missionary in the Czech Republic a number of years. And so when uh, she came back, uh, one of the things that our missions committee and our shepherds have done so well is um, help our missionaries transit. If they're sent from the States, Mm -hmm. them transition back well into, uh, into this. Of course, we also like to uh, encourage and support, folks that are native to the country in, in which they serve. And that, that's very effective. Um, but for those that go from here and come back, that's been an effective uh, thing and very helpful. We actually, uh, you know, planned and did support the house for a number of months after their transition back to the country. So it wasn't, okay, well, now now you're back in the United States. Thanks, see ya. And then no paycheck. You right, know. yeah. Uh, yeah. So the hows are just fantastic. That uh, that aspect of your partnership too, allowing them time and uh, and resources to transition back well, is is absolutely essential to to kind of ending well. Right. There is something to be yes. said for. I mean, Russ, you have you have started and left. You know, to go to go elsewhere. You've started and left other ministries. Something that I remember um, seeing on Facebook, I think it was last year. It was roughly around this time last year. I saw Carlos Gupton, uh, a guy I think you know. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw Carlos Gupton say something on Facebook about ending your ministry well, like when you know that you're about to leave. Yes. And, you know, this time last year, I was having conversations um, with, this, with the church down here in Corpus Christi. So I was bound to determine. You know, I, I'm going to end my time in Kentucky well, 
as a way to bless these folks, what y'all have done with Howells and with others, helping them to end well is absolutely, I, I would say in many ways, as important as helping sustain them through their tenure while they're there in the field, on the ground. What I like about what you've said, though, and especially with y'all's missions committee being being really concerned to do this, uh, to do this well, wanting to partner, not scattershot, but with a few focused groups, you know, here and there, individuals or congregations here and there. I think that that allows those folks, those congregations or missionaries or whatever, to feel more connected. And if 2020 has taught us anything, right? It's the devil. We've seen the devastating effects of isolation. Yes. And to help those folks feel connected, to help these single mothers feel connected, to help these teachers who are paying for supplies out of their own pockets, to help these folks feel connected to something bigger than themselves. That, that, is, a, that is a blessing that I really do think pays eternal dividends. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so as a result of our connection with McGavick and, and other things, it's not unusual to get a call of someone in crisis and wanting prayer. They don't have a church home. They don't really know the Lord or they've had a bad experience or whatever. And so that, uh, that kind of happens. And plus, um, another thing, Kevin, that the, uh, the shepherds here, you know, I, I attribute the, the missionary thing coming back well to our missions committee and our shepherds that, that their deal was, look, we're going to continue support of, for every year in the field, we're going to pay in a month of salary when they come back. Wow. So, so that, you know, you're out for six years, you come back, you've got six months mm -hmm. where you don't have to worry about getting a job. I mean, you stop and think one thing, like for instance, Christy, when she came back from Czech Republic, she said she was overwhelmed at the, the stores. She said, you go in a grocery store and there are so many choices, it's kind of paralyzing because she was used to a little shotgun store in the Czech Republic. You want bread? Here's your bread. Yeah. No, it's not five different kinds. You want right. chips? Here's your bag of chips. It's not 10 different kinds. Mm -hmm. uh, but another thing that the shepherds here did was um, in, in involvement, community involvement, um, they encouraged me, allowed me to get in and uh, participate with the local chamber of commerce. And um, that has proven to be a crazy opportunity and meeting people in the community that I would not normally meet. Yeah. I was hoping this was going to come up. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it. Uh, can yeah. you talk a little bit about that partnership? Yeah. Um, one of our elders' sons, uh, Roy Young, his son, Brad, my, my first month here, he invited me to go to a chamber lunch because he was in that because of his uh, work with the bank. So I went and interacted, met people. It was fantastic. Um, went the next month and they had a drawing for uh, door prizes. So <laughs> they, they'll announce the prize. This prize is sponsored by so-and-so. So I said, well, we've got two tickets to the Tennessee Beer Festival next month. Uh, 
right down here at Two Rivers Mansion. And so they reach in and they pull out and they go, and the winner is, uh, uh, Russ King. Pastor Russ Christ. Okay. No, they, they were, they didn't know, how, they didn't know how to answer. They didn't know how to announce it. They went, uh, and you could tell they were uncomfortable. <laughs> Pause. And the Lord blessed me. This is from the Lord. I jumped up. I went, yes, yes, yes. Oh, don't tell my members. And then everybody just busted out laughing. <laughs> so I went down and got the two tickets to the beer festival. And uh, folks were just laughing. And I found a person. I said, look, I'm not going to go. If you'll go, you can. And they said, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> immediately after the lunch, and I called a couple of the elders and said, if you hear I want tickets to the Bear Festival, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so that was hilarious. It uh, was yeah. hilarious. But uh, then we began to connect with people that I otherwise would not come in contact with. And, mm -hmm. and as a result of that, led to me being invited to participate in a, a thing called Leadership Donaldson Hermitage. A lot of municipal areas have it. There's a leadership yeah. in Nashville, Knoxville. Might yeah. be one Corpus Christi. And um, so I went to that and made connections. And, and here's how that pans out. The people that I've met now are, are business people in all walks of life, um, politicians, stuff like that. So... Um, some of the guys in the chamber are, are our local council members. Well, we're on a first name basis. So uh, when the tornado hit last year here, uh, the councilman and I were in touch with each other. Hey, Jeff, you know, I could call him by first name and I say, hey, we've got this going on. Okay, well, here's a resource that the city can provide. Uh, call another council. Yeah, Russ, we've got this going on over in my district. And so then we would act, we actually had a meeting here of area churches to meet here and we invited the councilman. Well, they weren't walking into unknown space. They knew where we were and they knew me and we talked. And, and so it's been really neat stuff like that. So two weeks ago, I got an email from the councilman. They're having a special event at the shopping center next door. And he wanted to know, hey, is it okay for us to, for people to park over there at your church parking lot? I said, sure. Yeah. So now on the flyers around it says so-and-so event parking at Donaldson Church of Christ. Again, that's not a big deal, but it's just the kind of connection. So like when I mentioned the Teacher of the Year Award, I contacted a member of the Chamber of Commerce who's the manager at the, at, at the Hilton. And she said, yeah, that's no problem. Now you're not going through layers and layers of, yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. It's been, it's been really uh, rewarding from that perspective. There are places in Donaldson that, you know, growing up there, right? Like it was a three minute drive from our house to the yes. church. There are places yes. in Donaldson. I never went, not because there were rough parts of town. It's, there's not really a lot of rough parts in Donaldson, but there, I just never had to go over there. And so there are places where I just like, I just didn't know, didn't spend a ton of time on Dawson Pike. You know, I had more yeah. stuff happening on Lebanon Road, you know, yeah. playing ball in Hermitage and places like that. Yeah. And what's funny is that, you know, after coming back now and just having lived in 
you know, Cersei, Arkansas and Memphis, Tennessee and Lexington, Kentucky, and now Corpus Christi, Texas. There are places where I'm just having to force myself to go look for new things and to right. learn where things are. I come back to Donaldson now and I look around and see, oh, okay, I never noticed that this thing was here. I never knew that this, you know, that I could get through this way. I suddenly realized there are all these other places around town that were just kind of blind spots. Donaldson yes. Church of Christ, the way that y'all have been talking about your partnership and, and your presence in the community, it seems like it's been a, been a gradual process of no longer becoming a blind spot in the community. You want it to be a normal place for people to know, you know oh yeah, I, I don't go to church there, but I know that church is over there. I've heard of some yeah. of the stuff that they do. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Want it to be, you want it to be normal, not just like, oh, that's a place I don't go. That's right. And, you know, there are some places and some groups who kind of have more of a reputation for what they stand against. And I believe sure. that we need to stand against th some things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We absolutely do. But uh, we also want to be know what we stand for. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jesus said the greatest commands, love the Lord your God. And the second's like likened to it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. And the old uh, adage that uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care yeah. is, uh, is really true. So as a result of our uh, partnership with the school, uh, well, not as a result, but in connection. Well, another one of our, his former member, uh, Mark uh, Whitefield, as dentist, he said, hey, uh, I'd be one to hold a dental clinic quarterly to help people. And so we connect through the school and let people know about that. So it begins to, to people begin to look at other ways that they can serve using their gifts and yeah. talents. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's been, it's been a good thing. I'm reminded of Paul's discussion in first Corinthians, where he talks about how, you know, the body isn't just made up of one part guys. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of parts and it's great when you've got opportunities and vision and encouragement to kind of put all those gifts to work. Yeah. Russ, last thing I want to ask you before we uh, get to the end of our time today, what are some practical steps other churches could take to discern how they can best engage their communities? You have a you have kind of a best practices list of a handful of things that other churches could maybe do. Our church is just now completing the Experiencing God series. Some good things in it, some things that I would dis I disagree with. Sure, but one of the takeaways for me from this is open your eyes to see where God is at work and join Him. And so one of the premises that uh, the authors make is you don't have to go reinventing things and kicking doors down to start stuff. Spend some time in prayer and seeing where God is at work and what doors he's opening. Mm -hmm. So I think that my first encouragement would be for people to pray. It sounds like the easy church Sunday school answer, but boy, it's true. It is true. If Jesus thought prayer was important enough for him to do it all the time, <laughs> what are we missing out on, right? Exactly. Yeah. So 
Lord, we honor you. You've, you've loved us. You call us. Open our eyes. And it's amazing because that will take you in places that you would not dream you would go mm-hmm. and opportunities that you could not manufacture. And so if you will pray with an open heart and open eyes to your community, God will open those opportunities Um, to try to replicate things from other places has been the norm. I think in a lot of churches and it's been the norm in my life. What are they doing over there? Well, they've got great success. Well, we need to go do that. Um, Yeah. I, I'm learning to think differently. And that is where, where God has placed you and me at this time. What is God doing in that in, environment that he's inviting me to partner with? Mm-hmm. Uh, back years ago, Kevin, when I was young, one of the big things was bus ministry. Yeah. And uh, so churches were blowing and going with bus bus ministry. And a lot of churches said, well, look, they're having all these people come there and these baptisms. We need to do that too. And it didn't work for them. And uh, you could substitute any ministry in there. Sure. Yeah. If you're looking for a formula, I think you'll end up frustrated. Mm-hmm. So the first thing would be to pray. Second thing would be to share that with your congregation because you've got ever how many people, that means that many more minds and eyes and hearts and listen to what continually comes up. Mm-hmm. So like with our first fruits thing, once it was brought about considering partner with an elementary school, a number of people respond and go, yes, we, we affirm that. There's a lot to be said for trusting group prayer and, and insight. Yeah. Um, that's not to say that might makes right. Sure. Sometimes the lone voice is the one that needs to be heard. And so I don't mean to be speaking out of both sides of my right. mouth there. Does that make any sense? It, take, it takes discernment. Yeah. Yeah. It takes discernment. Yeah. And so, uh, and then just look around at your community. I, I can, I can tell you there are many, many people that are struggling to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. There are a number of single parents that are desperate for encouragement. There are a number of families touched by some form of addiction, alcohol, other drugs, pornography, Mm -hmm. addiction. You can can be assured that uh, people around you, even in your fellowship, even in your church, are hurting so if you will just op- ask God to open your eyes for opportunity, you won't have to be going buying a bunch of books on how to do this ministry or how to do that ministry. Mm-hmm. You'll be uh, asking God to give you strength to make it through today and to be his person. And so connect and listen, pray and listen. Now, if you need some nuts and bolts, the nuts and bolts would be considered going to a chamber of commerce meeting. Mm-hmm. Consider meeting your neighbors of your church building. When I first came, 
one of the first things I did is I went around to the businesses that touch our property and I took donuts and I introduced myself. Hey, I'm the new preacher over, over next door. Well, the business closest to us um, was uh, a business that was run by a person who did not claim to be a Christian and was very skeptical of Christians. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I could tell he's very skeptical. And I said to him next door, if we could be of any help, let us know. Well, within a month, he called and he wanted to know if he could borrow some chairs for an event they were having. Okay. He called, he called the church building. He asked for me by name. Yeah. I'm not bragging on that. that that's not, it's not about me. I'm not, that's not my purpose. Yeah. But the thing is, he knew and he felt comfortable calling. We took the chairs over there. Guess what? <laughs> we had great interaction the rest of the time his business was there. So, and, and, and that goes the other way too, across the street is a credit union and we're kind of tight on parking at times. So I went over to ask, are you okay for us to use your parking lot on Sunday? Sure. No problem. So just good connections with people. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like rocket science. It's not. Expressing appreciation to teachers, uh, honoring our our first responders. Mm-hmm. We coordinate a first responder thing where we take a meal to the fire hall, to the police department, just to say, "Hey, guys, ladies, thank you for what you do." Yeah. And, uh, so I think just being the hands and feet of Jesus, and that the wordings in in Galatians about. Let, let us do good to all, especially to those of the household of faith. Mm-hmm. And I think of Jesus, Kevin, as we close. I, I think of Jesus. He was on the way to, uh, to heal a little girl that was sick. And the crowd was pressing around him. And uh, this desperate woman reached out to touch the edge of his garment. If I can just touch the edge of his garment, I'll be healed. And she reached out and touched him. And Jesus didn't have to stop. She would have still been healed, but he stopped. Who touched me? She came falling, and fell at his feet trembling. And he affirmed her and gave her love. Sometimes the biggest ministry opportunities come in the, in the, uh, in the clothing of interruption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Russ, I really appreciate your time with us today, sir. It's been it's an, an honor and a blessing. We we'll love you and so thankful for you and your family, your legacy, and and uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Keep up your good work. We're we're proud. We're proud of our homegrown fella, Kevin. And uh, you know, you did good for a Donaldson boy. <laughs> <laughs> I surprised everybody. No, I'm just no, you did. No, you did. We love you, you and your family, buddy. Thank you so much, Russ. Take care, sir. You too. Bye. Bye.